Coming to you live from Hot Springs, Arkansas, Stephen is, uh, remains with his new baby uh, coming into the world last week. He is uh, in our Central Texas newsroom. And um, boy, hello to all our folks out there, Temple Belton, Colleen, ESPN, and Fox Sports Central Texas. Man, we've got, we're talking to all our folks. Stephen, can you, can you give a shout out to Mary Harden Baylor? We got a lot of we got a lot of friends out there, and uh, that's that's one of the great football crew programs in the country. And Stephen, don't you did you marry someone with a Mary Harden Baylor ties? Is that is that accurate, or or um, or am I am I am I going off script here? No, you're right. Kristen uh, got her undergrad there. It's where she uh, went okay. to nursing school, so she's a graduate. And yeah, shout out to the crew. Always doing big things down there in Belton, and happy to uh, have them as part of our coverage. Stephen, we've got a major station announcement to make Monday. Um, one of my favorite, uh, I think it's appropriate, Stephen, that a man who loves a good coffee house, always looking for his next cup of coffee, um, that is my vice in this world. I think it's better than other vices, perhaps. Um, Stephen, one of the leading coffee houses really in all of Central Texas, and I don't want to Get, you know, I, I got to wait till we formally do this Monday. But, Stephen, one of my favorite for years, going back to when I was an undergrad at Baylor, or maybe when I was in law school, actually, at Baylor, um, is coming on board with us Monday. How cool is that? How cool is it when you love coffee and you love a certain coffee house, that coffee house becomes a sponsor? Stephen, are you excited about that? I am excited about this, Matt, and I'll say – you know, Waco has become a pretty, it's always been a great place. It's become more of a hip place. There's been a lot of local businesses that have cropped up in the past few years, which is fantastic for the community. But I feel like this is kind of one of the original ones. Everybody will recognize this name, and I'm glad we have them on board. Yeah, this is a big, this is a big one, and this is where a lot of romances have started over the years. They would meet up at this particular place. And let's just say... The folks that met at this place, Stephen, had a lot in common. They had a lot in common. All right, we'll just we'll leave it at that. All right, Stephen, um, we've got other news to announce. Did we? Did we ever? Um, did we ever announce the winner, Stephen? And we had a big uh, trivia contest for Schmaltz's yesterday, the Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Uh, did we ever get around to naming the winner of that? I know I, somebody surely got that answer right. The, the, the trivia question was, the last team to win, uh, the last Big 12 team to win a College World Series. Stephen, did we, did we get a winner in that contest? We did. Congratulations to Marcus from Bruce Folletti who uh, correctly guessed Texas 2005. All right, Marcus from Bruceville Eddy. Golly, love it out there at Bruceville Eddy. There's a little park out there right off 35 at one point. Uh, I don't know why I was out there, but one evening I feel like I ended up in that park right out there, Bruceville Eddy. Um, and uh, always have enjoyed my time there. In fact, I think I played... Stephen, would I have coached against Bruce Folletti if I was at Waco Christian back in the day? Is there a chance I played a ball game against Bruce Folletti? Yeah, that's possible. Um, they are two A, three A schools. So, 
Yeah. Possibility okay. I think we did them. play them. I think we did have a game against them. Stephen, one of the one of the worst moments uh, of my life. There have been a, a few uh, interesting ones. Was uh, waking up one day. I was a coach as an undergrad at Baylor at Waco Christian, and there's still a lot of guys around the Central Texas area that are that played for me or that I knew. They were great kids. Ed Gettermeyer, um, uh, David McCall, Jonathan Gulley, some of the names that come to mind. Um, Colin, Colin was my point guard. His dad was the uh, the principal there at Waco Christian. Colin was a great kid. And then the guy that all those years, Stephen, did the uh, scorekeeping for Baylor or did like the time, you know, at the uh, at the sideline, he was the dad of some of my guys, Bubba and some of those guys. So anyway, um, it, it's uh, that's great, though. Marcus, good win. Good win for you. Stephen, as I come to you today, I can look across the courtyard here at the famous Arlington Resort and Spa in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and I'm seeing quite a scene out at the swimming pool. I'm looking uh, basically across a mountainside, and I see everybody out there, Stephen, and it is a, it's a rollicking time out there by the swimming pool at the Arlington today. Okay, Stephen, this is a, uh, wow, wow, a lot of activity out there. Stephen, if I get distracted, you'll know, you'll know what's happened, but, uh, but it's good to be able to look out the window and see the sights, and it's a beautiful uh, Beautiful uh, hotel here, the Arlington Resort and Spa. Stephen, did you peek in in your recent trip to Hot Springs? Did you kind of look into the old Arlington? Did you at least peek in, or, or were you doing other things? No idea, because that was one of the places you told me to check out. So I like I, I went up to that lobby there, um, and then there's that breakfast place close by that I'm blanking on the name, but you that was really good. You recommended pancake, that as well. Yeah, Pancake mm-hmm. Shop. Yeah, Pancake Shop something. I think you had to wait a little while. Uh, you know, you're a man that does not like to wait for your for your supper. But uh, but that pancake was a good good place to get breakfast. All right, Stephen, we've got a big show planned today. Uh, Aaliyah Miller, um, man, I mean, this is a uh, this is a big time athlete, um, and I've been kind of following. She was uh, competing last night in the Olympic trials, and so straight from the Olympic U.S. Olympic trials, she. Uh, she, she didn't quite make it, but she has been named, Stephen, the Sportswoman of the Year. Actually, the athlete for Baylor, has to, to, they had to come up with the male athlete of the year or the female athlete of the year, okay, or both. And so I think with the male, they went with Jared Butler, and for the female, they went with Aaliyah Miller, okay. And she is, Stephen, through your hard efforts, uh, she will join us by the magic of tie line in about 10 minutes. So I'm looking very forward to that. And then at 3.40 today, Stephen, I got somebody that's going to kind of catch us up, and we're going we're gonna to talk about Mac Rhodes a little bit, his big win. But I thought, Stephen, rather than having Mac on to talk about himself, I thought it'd be fun to have someone on that works with him every day closely. And uh, so Kevin Gall, the Baylor's new executive uh, director of strategy i think he's like some kind of vice president or he's a big time administrator over there so kevin gall will join us at 340. all right um that is a a big plan today the 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 sports news we need to get to stephen and you are our local college baseball expert although tom also has a lot of knowledge in that area nc state is playing as we speak we thought that game might be delayed stephen 
I, I mean, who would have thought the whole country, we're down to, uh, we, we've done pretty well with the rollout of the uh, vaccinations. We're all back open. The economy seems to be thriving. And oh, by the way, the COVID has uh, impacted the College World Series. And the last report I saw, NC State's playing right now against Vanderbilt. But Stephen, they didn't even know if they're going to be able to field a team. Now, give me that breakdown. You and I were talking about that a few minutes ago. How many players are in all are even available to them today? Mm -hmm. And how are they doing against this high-powered Vanderbilt team? Well, they're actually hanging in there pretty well. It's still scoreless in the top of the fourth. Vandy has Kamar Rocker, uh, one of the best pitchers in the nation, going. But NC State, they're down to 13 players. They have four pitchers and nine position players available um, they're missing guys like Evan Justice, who's their top, who's their top reliever. Um, Jose Torres, who's a, a great shortstop for them and a really big bat in the lineup. JT Jarrett, their starting second baseman, and they're starting uh, Garrett Payne this afternoon, who coming into this game had pitched eight and two thirds innings on the season and had a seven point two seven ERA. But he's uh, he's working here in the top of the fourth, looking to get through four innings and and not let uh, Vandy on the board. So they're playing well. I don't know, Matt, um, if the the guys that are out today are also going to be out tomorrow. I would assume that would be the case, but we haven't heard anything official. And Kendall Rogers did say on Twitter, who he covers college baseball for D1, that if uh, players were vaccinated, they did not have to get tested. So I, I don't know if that means that vaccinated guys were also immune from contact tracing but it, it's pretty obvious that not everybody on nc state's team was vaccinated because they were still doing testing you know baylor ran into some issues with covid protocols late in the season i mean it's a really tough one Stephen, and even the nfl seeing it and you have players like cole beasley who apparently don't want to be vaccinated i get it everybody can have their opinion but um you know there are consequences and uh with the ability and, and how easy it is now in our country, fortunately, with the rollout very successfully. I get it. Some people, and I don't come on here preaching uh, about, oh, you should get it or you shouldn't. I mean, whatever. Okay. I didn't even say it. Stephen, I think I was the only one in America who didn't put my picture up when I got vaccinated. I, I just didn't feel like it was anybody's like business. Like I, I didn't feel like I needed to be bragging on it. You know how people... so. And again, I'm not saying people who did put that up were bragging. In fact, maybe they did everybody a service. So that's probably unfair. I just felt like it was a private thing. And if you want to be vaccinated, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. But the consequences are um, if you have a, a group of young people. And, and the other thing is, Stephen, most people that get this, the young players uh, that are college age, 18 to, to 22, I mean, are the, I would say the majority of them are asymptomatic. Mm -hmm. So how frustrating is that for some, probably a lot of these guys feeling totally healthy, playing a sport where they're really not that up next to each other that often. You know, it's actually a good sport for COVID. And, and they can't play. I mean, this is an unbelievable opportunity for an NC State team that has bucked all the odds somehow took down Arkansas and gets to this. Stephen, I, I, I would say this is extremely frustrating for everybody involved. 
knowing how easy the access to vaccinations are, and then also knowing that even if you haven't been vaccinated, and even if you've been contact traced or whatever, I mean, these kids are fine. For the most part, they're doing fine. So this is extremely frustrating that this would happen at the highest level in Omaha. Stephen, what are we going to do? I mean, I'm just glad they're getting to play, and I love the fact that they're hanging in there. And as a country right now, Stephen, it's like 12 mighty orphans or something. We got 13 mighty whatever, 13 mighty uh, COVID. I don't know. What do you call them, Stephen? Whatever. They're, they're the only ones that aren't in the COVID protocol. And so let's get behind them. So we're all the wolf pack this afternoon. Stephen, are you rooting for the COVID-depleted wolf pack? I am. It'd be a great story if they got it done. It's it, Vandy just got an RBI single, so it's one nothing Vandy here on the top of the fourth. But Dang. there's there's two outs. Dang we'll it. see if NC State can get out of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, regardless of how people feel about vaccination, like it just stinks that if NC State does drop a couple games here, it's with an undermanned roster because of positive COVID tests. That's not how. Uh, that's not how you want to go out. Obviously. No. Um... It's not at all, and so it is. Uh, this this whole thing is incredibly uh, frustrating. All right, uh, Stephen. It also, by the way, the Mavs. Um, Stephen, I've been on the road. Let me know if there are any uh, last minute updates. But it, it it did appear that the Mavs were closing in on Jason Kidd as their coach. We talked about the possibility yesterday. Some people think that uh, boy Rick Carlisle did not do his assistant, Jamal Mosley, a solid. I mean, think about that. His assistant, who's, like, been right there at his side, and the players, a lot of people want Jamal Mosley to be the coach. And Carlisle just goes, I think Jason Kidd would be the best coach. I think he'd be a great fit. And then, Stephen, Nico, what's our man's name? Nico, the <laughs> Nike executive. Nico Harrison. Who they're closing on a deal with him, too. Okay, say it again. Nico Harrison. Okay, Nico Harrison, who is going to be like the head of basketball ops and has been out there selling shoes uh, in Oregon. And, uh, Stephen, is that, is that maybe understating his role? <laughs> yeah, I think actually. That might, that might be. Um, okay, all right. Well, he does a good job selling shoes. <laughs> actually, Nico was uh, Kobe's guy at Nike, and so a lot of these players, especially those with Nike, are huge fans of this guy. He's worked his way up. He's a huge Nike executive. Oh, Stephen, let's all hug each other and talk about how Mark Cuban's thinking outside the box, all right? Okay, aren't you excited how much the man thinks outside the box? I am. All right, Stephen, lots to get to today. Aaliyah Miller, though, last night she was running to try to make the U.S. Olympic team. Didn't quite work out, but, man, she is awesome. And uh, she's had an incredible career at Baylor. Cannot wait to catch up with her. Aaliyah Miller is next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see increasing clouds tonight with low temperatures falling to around 76 degrees. And your weekend forecast, decreasing clouds tomorrow. It's going to be another hot and humid day. 96, the higher heat index at 102. And on Sunday, partly sunny skies with a 30% chance of showers and storms late in the day and a high of 92. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
recently on the John Morris Show. Frank was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well-respected that he was doing Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week. And the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters with a question. If you had a very good friend with very bad breath and everyone knew it except him, wouldn't you tell him? I believe you would because it's part of the bro code. So now this same friend is driving a truck around town without a stitch of accessories. I mean, no step bars, no bed cover, no grill guard, totally naked. And he's unaware how embarrassing it is. Don't you owe it to him, bro to bro, to tell him he's driving around a new truck? The Pickup Outfitters, we think you do. And we're asking you to join the cause to end truck nudity in Central Texas, one bro at a time. So grab your buddy, ask him to get a beer with you, and break the news to him gently. Then show him all the possibilities for his truck on the Pickup Outfitters website. You can even bring him to Pickup Outfitters. As our thanks to your commitment to your bro, we'll even take the price of the beer off the ticket. Unless, of course, it's a light beer. Pickup Outfitters of Waco, we're here to help you and your bro. On the web at createacommotion.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Jessup Housing in Waco, a premier affordable manufactured home builder, is looking for skilled workers at two of their locations to join their team. Paying up to $18.50 per hour to start, they also offer free health insurance, production bonuses, paid holidays and vacations, 401k with company match, and opportunities for advancement. Apply in person at Jessup Housing today at 1101 Foundation Drive in Waco or 1001 West Loop 340 in Waco or apply online at jessuphousing.com. Join the Jessup Housing family today. Having a tough time paying your bills? Learn how to reduce your credit card debt to a fraction of what you owe. Call the Debt Helpline now for free advice. 800-329-9912. 800-329-9912. You have a business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something? Then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. 
Texas needs passionate teachers like you. McLennan Community College Child Studies and Education Department offers three different programs that can be applied to a bachelor's degree or help start your career faster. The Associate of Applied Arts in Child Development, Associate of Arts in Teaching, and Certificate in Child Development are programs that only fit your work schedule, but allows you to work in the teaching field while taking classes. MCC can help you be the teacher you want to be. Apply now for fall at mclennan.edu or contact us at 299-8622 to get started today. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive through and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple Margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos in Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. All right, we uh, we are attempting to connect with Aaliyah Miller. I mean, she's fast, though. She's one of the fastest uh, runners in Baylor history, so it's not always easy to keep up with her. And uh, she's been in Oregon running in the uh, U.S. Olympic trials. One of the many reasons I wanted to talk to her is because she was just uh, uh, nominated for uh, Big 12 Athlete of the Year. She's a candidate from Baylor. They put Jared Butler, and uh, who wins everything, and Leah Miller, who also wins everything. So I, uh, and you know, one of the things I love about it is that she is from uh, McKinney. She went to McKinney Boyd. And uh, I've got family from McKinney. My mom's from McKinney. My grandparents, everybody from McKinney, Anna area. And so I'm really excited to talk to her. So Stephen will, you know, but we'll give, I mean, she just competed in the, I, I was surprised she was even coming on with us because she just competed last night uh, in the heat. And she got fifth in the heat and just didn't quite make it. And uh, that's a tough time. That's a tough thing when you're that high level of a of a uh, athlete and it doesn't work out so we'll uh, continue to try to track her down Stephen, i would say for guys like us i was thinking to myself what's the hardest race in all the track and field now clyde hart could help us todd harbour could help us some of our track people out there can help us two five four six six two sixteen sixty the the 800 to me now the mile now they run it full out okay so maybe it's the mile I mean, people would say, well, Matt, what about the long distance? Well, I feel like on the long distance, you can kind of try to find a pace. I mean, it still would be extremely difficult for me. Uh, But the 800 has always, to me, been one of the toughest races because you're sprinting the whole time. You're sprinting two whole laps. You're going the, you know, 800 meters to me is just extremely difficult. Oh, Aaliyah. It's good to have you. Uh, Aaliyah joins the Matt Mosley Show with uh, Stephen Simcox. And uh, Aaliyah, I just wanted to congratulate you on all your success. I know it was a, uh, a bummer that, uh, you know, the heat you were in last night, it didn't work out. But I'm telling you, man, you're, you're going to make the Olympics at some point if you want to keep going down this path. And uh, uh, we're very, uh, very proud of, of you. And that was so fun to, to be able to watch you these last couple of 
uh, weeks and all your competitions, and uh, congratulations is, is the way I want to start out. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. You bet. Um, are you able to finally relax a little bit? What what is the what's the psychology right now? Are you um, are you are you feeling kind of relieved to finally maybe to I mean all this training, all that it culminates in the Olympic trials. Are you still kind of just going through kind of uh, frustration? Where are you in the whole process? Because you've had so many huge championships lately. You win the national title, so there's so much to be excited about. How do you process uh, what happened last night? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty tough, and it's really easy to just focus on, you know, one me. But I have to, you know, sit back, you know, be thankful of the season that I did have and, you know, have a chance to get my first title and race healthy. And, you know, I think that's the only thing I could really wish for coming in with this COVID year and having so much unknown, you know, training through it and, you know, getting back, you know, through in the swing of things. Walk us through the race a little bit, um, and then we'll get to the all, all the exciting stuff. Although it was exciting, you were right there in the mix for this thing. When you when you go back, and I'm sure you'll go back and look at the film of it and break it all down. What um, what were you pleased with, and what were you? Was there anything you kind of look back and go, man, I you know wish I'd have gotten going a little faster? What was your what's your kind of takeaway from from the Olympic trials? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was an amazing experience. I've never been to a meet this high caliber before. So it was really fun, you know, to qualify and make it out there and just be able to run with some of the best girls, you know, in the nation in the 800. So it was fun. And I I really thought I stuck well to my race plan and, you know, stood out there in the front with Raven. But, you know, towards the end, I just didn't have the kick and the strength that I needed to, you know, finish strong. So just take that into consideration for, you know, the next time I'm out, out there and just, just keeps me, give me, gives me some pointers to work on for next time. Yeah. I, uh, talking to Aaliyah Miller and, uh, Aaliyah, I love it that you're, I was talking before while we were trying to get you on, um, the fact that you're from McKinney, that's, uh, that's a place that's very special to me. And I've had a little, a lot of family uh, there over the years, and still do. My sister and brother-in-law. What was uh, what was the track scene like growing up there, from McKinney Boyd High School, and 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 having come up in that area? Did you uh, uh, who who were kind of the first people there um, that that you touched base with, and, and really kind of stoked your fire and got you going in 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 uh, in running? Oh, yeah. I mean, I love my hometown of McKinney. That's really where my love of this sport started. I started when I was like seven and um, ran summer track with Coach Thomas. And ever since then, I just had a love of, you know, the bond that you get with the girls that you're running with and with the coaches. You know, it's really a whole community. And once I realized I wanted to do this and take this on to the middle school and high school level, it was just amazing the people that I've gotten to meet and, you know, race with and be coached by. It's been such an honor. And it was so nice to see, you know, my alum post about me and, you know, everybody was cheering for me. I saw on Facebook, like my fourth and I think my fourth, no, my second and fifth grade teachers were like commenting on my post, like congratulating me and wishing me luck. It's just, you know, to feel all the amazing support is just amazing. And I'm just really thankful that, you know, they still follow me on this journey. And it's just been so so nice to 
Leo, like what grade was it? I'm always curious that like, when did you figure out that some of these distances, obviously uh, the 800, you can run, I mean, I'm sure you were, you know, you've obviously run the four by four and all of that, but like, when, at what point did the, did it start to kind of become clear to you that the 800 was going to be your 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 best race? And obviously, you can run long distance. You've done really well across country. But what what was it like? Third, fourth grade? Did you already know in second grade? Like how how quickly? I bet you were beating kids from the time you were like in kindergarten. But like, when <laughs> did you kind of start to feel serious about it? Yeah, I find it funny. Someone told me, it's like, you don't pick the 800, the 800 picks you. And I definitely feel like that's what um, <laughs> happened to me because it's not really the race anybody ever wants to volunteer themselves for. But I love it. You know, it's a mix of strength and speed and endurance. And it kind of just, you know, tests you to the highest um, mark. But I think um, through summer track, I was able to, like, you know, find my love for it and really enjoy it. And then I, once I started getting into middle school and high school, I started realizing that, you know, I was kind of good. And then, you know, I feel like my coaches really helped me keep a humble mindset and a driven mindset, not getting too complacent or overworked, um, chasing time, just really still, you know, running with the joy that I had with running and just competing um, healthily and happy. Did you know that? Did you already know, like, even as you were pretty young, about like the legendary Clyde Hart and what he had done, and obviously Coach Harbor. Um, I mean, his his running is is almost legendary. Back in the day when he ran for Baylor, like, how did when did Baylor get on your radar? And was it really close between a couple other schools, or did you did Baylor really rise to the top uh, almost right away with you? Yeah, growing up in Texas, and I've heard about Baylor, but I didn't really know much about the school. It wasn't until a coach um, reached out to my high school. Coach Harbor reached out to my high school coach, Coach Cahey, and he was like, yeah, you know, I really like the way she runs and just offered me a full scholarship based off of me running um, freshman cross country. And I was like, this man is insane. I don't even like cross country like that. But I really felt like ever since then, um, I visited Baylor a lot, and Baylor felt like home, and I loved that it was only two hours away from McKinney and just felt like it was the right move for me. So, yeah, I mean, family is such a big reason of why I chose Baylor, and they have that bit, that family aspect that I love so much. So it's just been a blessing to be able you know, to be a part of that and to have the support of the Baylor family. All right, and, and when you look back on your Baylor career, like, so, you know, what what was the, um, obviously, you know, at Nationals and all the success you had, but was there one race where, like, one of the first, you put up such huge numbers over the years, you've won a ton of races, but what was the, the first big breakthrough for you at Baylor? Like, when was the, what was the meet that you thought, okay, I, I think I can, I think I can, uh, you know, be pretty big on this college scene? Yeah, I find it funny that I um, have picked this one, but it was my freshman year when I ran at the Iowa State meet. It was like a very, it's a very popular meet for distance runners, and I went up there and I got second, and I think I got, I raced like the fifth or seventh fastest time in the nation, and I feel like that solidified, I guess, my thought of like you know running with these big girls because you know coming into, coming in as a freshman, you know everybody 
look so much older and bigger than you. But that was also the race that I got hurt at. So it was a very humbling experience thinking that, you know, I can run with these girls and having to sit out and watch it. But I think it just, you know, drove the fire, made me hungry and just wanted to make sure that I just got back to that level. And and then I, I noticed, you know, you had some really uh, key training partners during COVID, you know, when, when, when everybody was impacted by that. How did you kind of stay sharp and, and who was most responsible for you? Obviously, you came out of COVID um, running extremely well. Like, who do you give the most credit to other than yourself for uh, coming out of, of that whole pandemic uh, time and, and, and things being shut down, but staying so on top of your of your game during that time? Yeah, I feel like I had a very solid support system going into uh, the pandemic. You know, my I had to really make McKinney my home, like my new training ground. You know, I wasn't in Waco much of the time, so I had to, you know, find new routes, come up with new workouts just to make sure that I wasn't you know, stale and being too lazy. So, you know, credits to my parents, you know, my coach and, you know, also my boyfriend, you know, he kept me very accountable and made sure I wasn't slacking off because with COVID we realizes we realize there's not many, you know, opportunities um out there. So, you know, we didn't want to make sure I mean we didn't want to take any of them for granted and want to make sure that every single time we stood out on the track, like, you know, we made a mark and made a made an impression and made sure that, you know, we gave it our all because we didn't know when the next time we would be able to race. Did um, did you uh, ever uh, uh, cross paths with, I would think, Michael Johnson probably was at some of those meets over the years, and I know he enjoys coming back to Baylor, and then he has his place pretty close to McKinney. Did, uh, did you ever get some advice from Michael? Oh, no, I haven't. Um... I wish I would be able to, like, you know, get a couple words from him. But, no, I haven't really seen him much um, in McKinney or um, down yeah. at Baylor. If you if you do see Michael, Aaliyah, uh, let him know, hey, Michael, I, you know, you were amazing, but I don't think you could ever handle the 800. Just make sure you phrase <laughs> it like that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, we, uh, we're very um, – Excited for you. You know, I was looking at that. You decided to come back after a two-year hiatus and run cross-country. I mean, that's fascinating to me because that's a whole different kind of race. Obviously, um, that's a much, much, much longer race. Does, does some of that cross-country, does it translate? Do you find that that helps your uh, become better at the 800? How much, uh, how much kind of... Uh, uh, you know, association does that ha- have or does it not have much with the 800? Oh, yeah, it definitely helps with the strength side and endurance side of the 800. So that's it's definitely really helpful and also helps with the mental side because a 6K is very long. And so I think it's a little over three and a half miles. So to race that compared to the 800, I'll take the 800. But I know it makes me stronger, so it'll only benefit me like, in the long run. All right, and if you have to pick between, like, Hutchins Barbecue in McKinney or going to the square for one of those, like, square burgers, what would, um, which would you choose? I think I would go with Hutchins Barbecue. Okay, that's, uh, I think that's a good choice. It's a, it's a <laughs> very, very popular 
and obviously it's been named one of the top five uh, barbecue spots uh, in the country. So uh, tell us real quick, what's what's next? What do you do next? I mean, like all after the pandemic, you know, we get selfish at Baylor. We want to like keep you forever, but obviously <laughs> a professional career uh, awaits. Um, what is uh, what are the next steps for you? Yeah, all that is still, you know, up in the air. I haven't made any finalizing decisions yet, but I still have another year of outdoor eligibility that I could use and even another year of my master's program. So I haven't made any decisions yet, but, you know, I think I will soon. Okay, Ali, I'm here to represent you on that name, image, and likeness. You know, now you can make money while you run track at Baylor. So just uh, just contact me. Through Kellen or whoever, okay, and I'll uh, I'll I'll try to help you figure this out. All right. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Hey, Aaliyah, great to visit with you, and we're very proud of you. And uh, and also, by the way, the whole reason, one of the reasons I had you on, you just got nominated for the best athlete, the Big Twelve Athlete of the Year to represent Baylor, female athlete. So, congrats on that too. Thank you so much. There she goes, Aaliyah Miller, Baylor's uh, All-American track star, runs the 800, and uh, it's very exciting. Stephen, um, we, uh, man, we go from an Olympic runner. She almost made the Olympics. Dadgummit, she's going to do it next time. She'll make the next Olympics. Maybe we'll get back on a schedule. The pandemic delayed the Olympics, so maybe, maybe it won't be that far away. Maybe it'll be like three years away instead of four years away. Um, Steven, do you think that would make Aaliyah feel better if I had said that to her? <laughs> yeah, that probably really would have would have picked her up today. I bet. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. I thought I, I, Aaliyah seems like she's great. Okay. Uh, Aaliyah Miller, Baylor track star. Steven, has uh, Kevin called yet? I was going to say we could just jump right into Kevin. Uh, he has not he called yet. No. Time guys. Not All yet. All right. All right. Okay. We'll be back with. Uh, we'll we will be back with uh, one of the top executives at Baylor to discuss several topics, including his boss winning Athletic Director of the Year. That's next. Recently on Game Time. We're joined now by the national champion head coach, Mitch Thompson. Having played in the championship game in 15, we were on the doorstep. In 17, we had a great club, and we've been pretty consistent. I think we've been able to put together a really good program with really good coaches and players every year. And You know, I'm sitting here staring at the trophy in my office right now, and it's, it's making me smile, but it makes me want to go back and get another one. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor Director of Athletics Mac Rhodes joined Game Time on Thursday. He discussed the 12 team playoff and how he thinks it's positive for college football. I think we were all anticipating expansion, but I think we were we were probably locked in at, at six or eight. And so the 12 
I think, caught us off guard and, and surprised us a little bit. And so it took me probably 24 hours to, to, to digest. But, um, you know, in a, in a number of ways, it's, it's really positive. I think it's really positive for, for college football. Texas defeated Virginia 6-2 on Thursday night to stay alive in the College World Series. They will now have to beat Mississippi State twice. They play the Bulldogs tonight at 6 o'clock. Rangers-Royals broadcast at 6.30, first pitch at 7.05. You can hear it on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Ah, oh, yes, Mosley and Simcox, and uh, boy, thanks to uh, Craig Cherry, my longtime Baylor uh, buddy, law school friend. Our next guest went to law school. I don't know if he's ever met uh, Craig Cherry, but uh, Craig's uh, turned out to be a, a huge, big-time success in the litigation world, and we appreciate him. Also, also uh, Alan Samuels, which I'll say a word about here in a little while. But this man is joining us now, is the uh, Director of Strategy, uh, Executive Vice President. I mean, he's got a lot of titles. There's a lot of things he's working on, branding, all these different things. And um, uh, Kevin Gall, known him for years, and uh, Kevin, welcome. I just wanted to point out this is not a holiday weekend. We joked last time that Memorial Day weekend, it seemed you felt like your slot was a little bit interesting. Today is the highly, highly coveted 340 slot going into the weekend on a Friday. Uh, very, very, list this is one of the most listened to slots really at our at all our stations so kevin i just wanted to start out by mentioning that to you well i appreciate that matt and it's a it's a pleasure to be on but uh i gotta be honest uh we got we gotta we gotta start with a couple of things one uh you butchered my title pretty badly there uh but that's okay we'll we'll, we'll come back to that Ooh. and then but uh the more more importantly um, if I'd have known that I was going to have to follow Aaliyah Miller, I'm, I'm not sure I would have come on. Because not only am I going to be the least impressive person from Baylor on your show today, uh, I'm not even going to be the most impressive person that came to Baylor from McKinney on your show today. <laughs> That's right. You did. Now, where did you actually go to high school, though? I mean, you settled in McKinney when you got yeah, no, we, we, my, my, my job. folks, my folks, uh, um, we we moved to uh, suburban Houston in seventh grade, so I went to high school down there, and came to Baylor. But we we lived in McKinney okay. before before uh, making this uh, this move uh, uh, just a short while ago down yeah. back down to Waco. Yeah, did you hear me bring up? Uh, I brought up Hutchins Barbecue with her. I think that's really uh, become one of the better barbecue spots in the state of texas and then i brought uh, up square burger she picked uh hutchins she she made exactly the right choice i was listening uh i was i was gonna i was gonna comment if she had made the wrong choice but she made exactly the right choice hutchins is a uh, is an awesome barbecue uh place but we've, we've got a we've got a lot of great ones here in waco i'm looking forward to try Oh, I love that. Yeah, you're new to you're not really new to Waco, but uh, but you're back to Waco after going to school here. And boy, guess Hellberg's, guess Barbecue, Hellberg's, Vtex. I know you uh, you don't want to short anybody. Now, of course, you know Kevin. When I when I come down there for barbecue, I go over there on Elm and go to uh, Tony Demaria's and go Jasper's. So 
I like to go off menu a little bit, but those are great places. Waco has no shortage of great food. All right, um, let's start with this, Kevin. Uh, your boss, I mean, I, I don't know if he's a direct report. Let's act like he is. Uh, Mac Rhodes is the athletic uh, director of athletics at Baylor. And lo and behold, like two, three days ago, one of these places like Sports Business Journal, I don't, I, you probably read that. I think it's a, a very pre- prestigious type organization. Anyway, they picked Mac Rhodes as the number one athletic director in the country and named him that. And so Mac's not one to brag on himself. So I thought, you know what? We'll get Kevin on. Mac just hired Kevin. You've known him. You've worked with him in the coach search and athletic executive search business for many, many years. Kevin, um, that's a pretty, that's a pretty uh, coveted award. And uh, I would say that uh, Mac um, has uh, certainly earned that over the last year, not just through the pandemic, but uh, I would say Mac came into a rough situation. And uh, the fact that Baylor is excelling in almost every sport, Kevin, seems like a... Uh, Seems like a pretty great thing right now. I completely agree, and I appreciate you uh, asking the question and allowing me to brag on Mac a little bit and allowing to maybe provide some some even deeper context for this award. Um, first, it's tremendously deserved. And then um, you alluded to it. Sports Business Journal is to the professional sports industry what um, – you know what uh, the Wall Street Journal is to the business community. It, it, it is the it is the publication of record, um, and I I, I wish uh, I'm happy Mac won the award. I wish uh, they they had it in person instead of virtually because it's a a huge black tie thing. They usually have it in New York or L A. and uh, and just the visual of of our leader being able to be on that stage and get that award would have been would have been awesome. But um, but if you think about even if you you take um, Mac out of it, and I know I know Mac thinks this way himself just just having the Baylor brand up against you know Alabama Notre Dame Virginia and 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 us being our 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 athletic director being selected as as uh as the best in the country for this this past year uh is just a great credit to everybody here um and then um I I think it's also important to kind of realize in the 2019-20 uh, academic year, Mac won the NACTA Athletic Director of the Year, which is sort of the association of all the athletic administrators in the country. And really, the, the NACTA Athletic Director of the Year and the Sports Business Journal Athletic Director of the Year are, are, are the two preeminent awards that an athletic dir- director can win. And so, essentially, in the last two years, Mac's won both of the main awards. And it's, it's like I said, it's, it's well-deserved. Um, certainly for, for everything um, that he's helped helped us through as an institution and as an athletic department. But I know I know Mac would wouldn't want me to, to, to brag on him too much without without saying it's it's a team award and we have tremendous tremendous people here and leadership all throughout our athletic department and so it, it's a big win for Baylor um, uh, in addition to being a big win for Mac. Man, as I was hearing you say that, it started to come back to me like what your title actually was. You're like a senior, you're like a senior associate athletic director or something like that. That's that now it's all coming back to me. And director of strategy, which I like that. I like to kind of think every day like what what kind of strategy is Kevin coming up with? 
Kevin, have you uh, have you mentioned to Mac that he didn't quite get this big award until you came on board? Have you pointed that out to him? I uh, I think it's safe to say this award could not have had less to do with me. But um, <laughs> but 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 I but I think but uh, but I appreciate you uh, pointing out the coincidence. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll uh, I'll continue and I'll make that point to him. Talking to Kevin Gall, who is the director of strategy uh, over at Baylor, working on a lot of things right now. Kevin, something I'm kind of fascinated with on July 1st, which if my math is correct, that's like maybe Thursday or something, these state laws come into effect. And, uh, and I know Chad over there has been doing a great job with all that, but the name, image, and likeness has been in the forefront. And then, of course, that ruling from the Supreme Court recently uh, that, the, that kind of went against the NCAA Kevin, I mean, I, there's a lot of different facets to this. But let me just ask it this way. Like, on Thursday, when this hits, your understanding of that state law, like, basically, can our athletes start, I mean, on that day, for instance, could I send my man, uh, I'm trying to think who I had on the other day. Oh, I had Meyer on. Could I send Matthew Meyer over to sign some autographs at uh, Alan Samuels? Like, would that be... Would you be able to do that? Or are we still all working through all this? Where where are we? And and does this thing really get rolling on Thursday, knowing that this Texas state law is supposed to take effect? Yeah. So there's like five questions in that question. So let me see if I can I kind of go back to the beginning of it. The, well, the, your, the first thing you alluded to one. is um, our. Uh, our uh, head of compliance, Chad Jackson, um, has done tremendous work on on this, keeping us uh, abreast of of the of the uh, all the updates on it. Um, he and Marcus Sedberry, uh, who, both of whom are senior associate ads uh, in our department, they've led our our name, image, and likeness working group uh, that's existed for um, for for since since the. 2020 actually and so they've they've done a tremendous job uh, as have uh, probably 10 or 12 other people that have been part of that working group um, the couple couple things to to, to kind of mention there and um, and I think uh, and, and I think it's such a it's such a hypothetical as to what the effective things are going to be after July 1 uh, so I want to focus on a couple of concrete things number one is um, we're fortunate in Texas that we have a we have a Texas state law uh, that was signed by Governor Abbott that will that will govern exactly this and and the state law in Texas um, it's pretty user friendly it's readable uh, you folks listening um, anyone interested in it can go read uh, the the, uh, the the state law and and there's some clarity on what's permitted what's not permitted. Um, definitions of things and all that so so we're in a state that has a state law governing us on this which is at least a, a it, it's it gives us more concreteness than if we were in a state that didn't i think the second thing that 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 is a uh, something that's concrete and tangible is that we are uh, as a department we're uh, we've prepared for name image likeness in the context of, of work that's already been done over the last two three four years here uh, we have a we have a program in the departments that, that in the department that that Marcus runs um, called Baylor Built, and it's a program that it really focuses uh, on our student athletes' development 
in, uh, in several key areas like career development, leadership, personal skills, social responsibility, community engagement, spiritual growth. And so we, we are approaching NIL through uh, the door of what we've already done. And so we're, we're adding it to our Baylor Built program in terms of educating and equipping our student athletes to be, to be ready to, to deal with this. And, uh, and so I, I am very proud of the work that's been done here. I'm um, especially proud of, of, of Chad and Marcus. Uh, as a department, we're, we're ready. Um, we're, we're blessed to be in the state of Texas to be governed by a, by a concrete law on this. And, uh, and I hope uh, after July 1, as, as things start to materialize, because right now I think there's a lot of hyperbole and a lot of hype, and we'll see what's real and what's not. And then as things materialize, um, you know, I, I think the most important thing for, for fans out there to know is that, is that we're ready for this. All right, talking to uh, Kevin Gall, uh, one of the executives over, over uh, at Baylor in the athletics department, director of strategy, working on a lot of things. And uh, that, that is interesting to think about this. And I think about some of these players that, uh, you know, what, will they be allowed to have agents? It used to be, boy, if you sign with an agent, your career was over. There's a lot to discuss there, and we'll wait uh, on that. Last thing I had for you, though, uh, pretty fun, Kevin, that uh, 100% capacity uh, for football. Uh, is, that, is that just, I mean, think about it, just you and I as fans. And now you're an executive in the, in the business. But to see the reactions, these NBA games, college baseball, I mean, it reminds you what we were missing. So I, I think, um, are, are we ready? And, and do, we th- do, you, uh, do you envision a full McLean Stadium here in a couple of months? I, I don't. I don't only. I'm looking at McLean Stadium right now out my window. Uh, I'm, I don't. I, I don't only uh, envision a, a full one. I envision it full seven times. And and what's uh, we're we're so excited to have 100% capacity. Um, I think when you kind of take a 30,000 foot view of Baylor, if you're if you're a, a student, a fan, an alum, um, uh, a staff member, a student athlete. When you're not uh, when you're not a historic uh, brand in college athletics, when you don't have unlimited resources, and when you do things the right way, um, it requires everybody. It requires the entire Baylor family uh, to be great. Everybody has a part to play, and so I'm so excited that the fans will will get to play their part um, in in sitting in the stadium and screaming their head off for four and a half hours. Um, You know, Coach Drew always says, you can either watch a game or you can affect a game. And I'm so excited for our fans to be able to come affect a game, not only in football, but uh, you think about volleyball, you think about uh, being able to to come and and, and watch watch those young women and and the top ten program that Coach McGuire's built, uh, soccer, Basketball, being able to being able to to show how much we appreciate having a, a national championship program for our men, be able to show uh, somebody like Nikki Collin coming from the pros how much this community and this campus values women's basketball, and on and on. And so um, we're we're ready. And and the other thing I, I think about is our student athletes uh, have made so many sacrifices. They've persevered through so much through COVID, um, and. We can, 
we can give them our support on social media. We can give them our support vocally. We can feel good about what they've accomplished for Baylor and, and how they represent Baylor nationally. But but we really, again, will have the opportunity to show them our support in person. And so even if it's mm-hmm. one extra game or even if you're not sure about season tickets or even if it's a little bit inconvenient, I'd, I'd really encourage everybody, especially this fall, to, to get here in person and show these student-athletes how much we love them. All right. Well, I'm trying to do my part. I'm in Hot Springs right now with some of my Baylor national title gear. Hey, Kevin, have a great weekend. Appreciate you being on with us. It was great to talk to the Athletics Chief Strategy Officer, uh, Senior Associate AD. All right? All right. Behave yourself in Arkansas. You know, we hear rumors down here. (laughs) Okay. We'll see what we can do. There he goes. Kevin Gall. Uh, does a great job over there at Baylor, and uh, I uh, always enjoy having him on. It's time for game time with Tom Barfield. Uh, Stephen, wonderful job by you today. You're working some pretty long hours today, seven hours of live radio. Stephen Simcox, he's hanging in there. Have a great one, and uh, Stephen, give Tommy my best. Game time is next. <laughs> 